Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode on Coffee with Craner. I'm your host, Lyndon Crane, joined by Jordana Strasberg, Director of Executive Communications at PwC, otherwise known as PricewaterhouseCoopers. She's a former manager of Global Advanced Technology and Mobility Communications at General Motors. This division really oversees um, the company's cutting edge uh, work in electricity and autonomous vehicles. So she had a lot of experience uh, in that sector. And uh, she also was a former manager of communications for General Manager, uh, General Motors Chairman and CEO Mary Barra. And uh, a few other fast facts: she's University of Windsor graduate, graduated with a Master's of Business Administration at the Odette School of Business, uh, a member of the Odette School of Business Dean's Advisory Board, and um, a really cool fact: top 40 under 40 public relations communications person in the U.S. in 2018. So. Uh, definitely an incredible honor that she's had, and she's had a heck of a career, and she started a new role at PwSC, PwC, and we're, we're so glad to have you on the show today, Jordana. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, Lyndon. So my, my favorite question asked at every show, where is your favorite place to co get coffee, and specifically in Windsor-Essex? So I think my favorite place is my kitchen. Um, Oprah had this coffee on her My Favorite Things like many years ago. And uh, so I, I'm an at-home coffee drinker, just one or two cups in the morning. And uh, that's it. Well, that, that's amazing. And especially with everything being online right now, getting coffee in your, in your house <laughs> is, is the quickest way, right? I, I think so. It's like, I need it right away. Like 5.30 a.m., I need my coffee. <laughs> So, Jordana, let, let's talk about your, your new role um, at PwC that you started. Can you tell us more? It's a very exciting role that you have, and those watching are definitely interested in learning more. Sure. Um, so a few months ago, I was uh, driving, and I heard a podcast. It was David Novak, um, a business uh, leader, podcaster, who was talking to Tim Ryan, the senior uh, chairman of PwC. And Tim was talking about all of the great work that PwC does in the diversity and inclusion space. And what struck me was that they've been doing this work for years, like starting in 2016, which I thought was different and uh, really great. And he was also talking a little bit about um, making a commitment to do everything possible, but lay off people during the pandemic. And uh, I was really just struck by his passion and the commitments that the firm had made and ended up uh, finding a role online, coincidentally enough. And as I talked more with the PwC team about the opportunities there, I was really excited to join. Uh, you're probably wondering like what I actually do, right? So <laughs> I definitely, we definitely are because uh, you're in a communications role in the company specifically focusing on professional services, right? Yeah. So my role is really to focus on how can we boost the reputation of PwC through its executives. So we know through research that business institutions are actually now the most trusted institution, beating out government, nonprofits, NGOs in the states, academic institutions. So that's um, kind of new data that has come out of the Edelman Trust Barometer this, this year and last. And so working with the leadership at PwC and helping us be able to tell their stories and build relationships and engage and trust with their audiences and their stakeholders, that's what I do. So I work with um, their, I work on communications programs with these executives on communicating with media, with analysts, with future talent, employees, partners, others at the firm. So 
um, it's kind of taking a holistic look at that strategy and how you, how you can use comms to elevate the firm. So I guess with that being said, uh, going at and, and joining a professional services firm and uh, previously working for General Motors, have you noticed a difference in the communication strategies, I guess, that you're you're working on? Sure. It's um, it's a little bit different. I, and I'm so new at PwC. So I've only been there for about 90 days. So I'm still digging into it. But um, I think the, the difference is just the makeup of the company. So General Motors is a corporation and has shareholders. Uh, PwC is a private is a private firm and does not but has partners. So it's a different kind of communication style when you're working with employees versus partners. And then uh, my role is a little bit different. So my last role at GM, I was focused on launching new technologies and explaining advanced technologies to our communities. And this is more about um, explaining kind of the corporate, the firm-wide actions that we're taking, our commitments are, are in corporate responsibility um, and how we're reinventing the firm. Very, very exciting. And um, it sounds like you're, you're loving your time there in um, the first 90 days that you've been at PwC. Um, and I know when you were at General Motors, you did a, a few different things and uh, one being the voice of Cadillac. What was that role like? So that was, you know, much earlier in my career. And that was like, it's right up there with being one of my favorite roles. What was most exciting about uh, being at Cadillac was that the brand was making a change at that time. So it was becoming a little bit more tech, tech savvy. Uh, the design was changing. I was launching vehicles. And um, as someone who knew very little about cars, I ended up learning a lot about cars in the automotive industry. And um what was fun was that it was at the time at Cadillac where we kind of went beyond talking to just automotive journalists, but we started talking to lifestyle journalists. So figuring out how to tell stories in men's journal in cosmopolitan in Vogue in in style. So moving, transcending into the lifestyle um, world. And that was something that I had the opportunity to spearhead and work on with my marketing um, colleague and friend and, um, they're still doing activities like that today, but it was fun to kind of invent it at the time. Very exciting. And I know you mentioned you didn't know anything about cars when you, when you went into Cadillac. Do you think in a communications role, do you need to know specifically, like as an example, going into PwC, maybe you, you knew a lot about it or a little, but being in a communications role, can you really adapt to different stories of businesses or you, do yeah. you think you have to be an expert? No, I think that what I love about communications and why I chose this profession is because you can be, you can work anywhere um, and you really can take, I think you can learn about any industry. So when I started communications, I went to Seneca College um, after university and had an internship at the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine. All of my friends were off doing internships at MTV in downtown Toronto, and I ended up it's a long story how I ended up with that internship, but I did. And I knew nothing about naturopathic medicine, um, but learned a lot, still like love it to this day. Um, but I think that helps. I mean, as long as you can understand the premises of communications, I think you can, if you're good at it, you can go and do it anywhere. So I've had an opportunity to work in naturopathic medicine, entertainment PR, uh, tech PR with uh, Microsoft through an agency in Toronto. And then when I came to Windsor, I started off in a plant, like at a 
transmission plant. And I also didn't know anything about building transmission. So I, I think it transcends many industries and that's what makes it so exciting and why I love it. It, it definitely sounds exciting and you seem to be absolutely loving it and it's something that you continue to follow. But how did it how did it start? Where did this this passion for communications all take place? How did it how did it start? It started with a summer job in Niagara Falls. So I grew up in St. Catharines, Ontario, and I ended up finding I worked in Niagara Falls for many years um, in the tourism industry. And I ended up one summer, I think in maybe my after my first year of university. Uh, ended up in a marketing department for the Niagara Parks Commission. And a woman by the name of Sue Forcier took me under her wing and she was doing communications for the Niagara Parks Commission. So she was doing communications around Made of the Mist, the journey behind the falls, the lights at the falls, the concerts that were happening at the falls. And it was so fun. So I spent the whole summer learning about working with media to get coverage for these events and running around, you know, the entire Niagara region. And it just became so clear to me um, that it was going to be a different issue every day, uh, different topics every day. And I pivoted away from my desire to be a lawyer and ended up in public relations. And my mom who's probably watching this still doesn't know what I do, but I, I love it. Yes. And I, I guess what, what do you love most about it? I think it's um, it's really exciting when you can see how you can shape opinion or shift opinion. So I think about the times, even at General Motors, um, when we were working, I was working in the electric vehicle space, you know, it, it was uh, the company had people had preconceived notions about the company. There had been, you know, a documentary on who killed the electric car that continued to plague the com the, com the company in many ways. Um, but by building a really comprehensive and succinct communication plan, you can like chip away at that over and over again until you can finally start shifting public opinion. And I think watching that come to life, whether that's through media stories or employees' opinions or engagement, it, it's really rewarding and exciting. Definitely. And, and it seems like communications, it's very broad. There's so many different uh, sectors of communication that you can focus on. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say, I guess, for somebody who's going into communications, um, what are some things they should maybe be aware of? Should they plan for different things like that? I think, um, you know, what's changed a lot in the last, like over the years, I suppose, are the number of stakeholders that you're going to be communicating to. So when I went into communications um, 15, 16 years ago, it, I was really boiling it down to like media relations and employee communications. And it is actually much broader than that. So I think it's really important to have those skills uh, and be able to talk to media and work closely with them and build relationships with them. We can talk a little bit more about that, but then having a strong understanding of how to tailor your communications to your audience. So you, I don't think we're in a situation where you can like just push all the information out and hope that people or expect people to read it. Um, everyone's, you know, got so many other bits of, in, of info and input coming in all the time. So you have to make it compelling and really tailor it to your audience and understand your audience, you know, through data, through analytics and figure out what's the best way to reach them. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it sounds like there's a lot of different skills that you need. What have you found personally most helpful throughout your career? I think um, listening has been really helpful. So I say that it's like that goes across the board. So listening to what reading what media are writing about so that you're not cold calling media and they're like, we we are not covering this. Like so listening to the media, listening to your your company and understanding your industry and where you fit and how to tell that story and then using data and analytics to really dig in and understand the nuances. Um, oftentimes your the perception might be different than what you're expecting, but you, you have to, that's a big change. When I first started out, data and analytics weren't really much a part of the mix and they are now. And I think it's um, a part that I would recommend anyone who's wanting to go into this field, make sure that they pay attention to that and understand it along the way. It's, it's part of the way we do business now. So it's becoming a huge, huge part of communications. Absolutely. The context side, the communications technology piece of it is growing more and more every day, every year. Um, And the the people working in this industry are relying on it heavily. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, definitely. I I guess one thing, and it's not so, I don't know if it's a skill so much, but like building, you have to be able to build relationships. So when you're working with journalists, for instance, having a relationship with that journalist and being able to have a understanding or even negotiation, not negotiation, but being able to understand each other's point of view and how much information you're going to share um, is helpful. And when you have a strong relationship with journalists, it doesn't mean that they're going to cover the story how you want it, but you have the best chance of getting the most balanced story or um, the information that you want shared out there appropriately. So trying to avoid, I guess, the, the bad press. Trying. I mean, that's the goal. Yeah, we, never, we don't ever want to get bad press. So we're always trying to figure out. I'm okay with the truth. Always the truth is good. Um, and, you know, anything like truth to positive is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, another section of our conversation that I wanted to have tonight is specifically on, on building a personal brand. I know you've had plenty of experience with that um, at General Motors and now at PwC. Can you walk us through what are some best practices, especially online, because students right now, they're building their brand online and it'll hopefully help them with their future employment. Is there any practices that you've noticed? So I would say to um, your classmates and other students who are watching, I, I would pay attention to LinkedIn and make sure that you are using it to its fullest capabilities. So filling out the bio section, make sure there's a professional photo, fill in your experience properly. And when you're thinking about filling out that experience section, I would do everything possible to try to include results. So write out what results you, you know, you achieved in whatever role you had, but also include, if you can include links to things that you've worked on or examples or photos, I would do that as well. So build out your profile as much as you can, it helps with the algorithms inside LinkedIn to actually help you find jobs. Um, we're, you know, as hiring managers, we're looking at all of that kind of stuff. Um, it probably goes without saying, but sometimes I can tell that people didn't pay attention. But like, if it's public, it's public. Like people are going to see it. So, it, I'm all for being your authentic self um, and showing up. But like, think about what really would be appropriate in the workplace. And so it's, you know, trying to, if you, I, you know, keep some of your social private, I would imagine. Um, 
I think the most important pieces are, I do think it's important to be yourself for sure. Cause you don't, it's much easier to show up at work um, or an interview when it's the same persona that's online, that's with your family and friends and that's at the workplace. And then I always tell people like, think about what your superpowers are. So it's, you don't, I don't know if you need like the big laundry list of all of the things that you are, but what are like the three really amazing things that you are good at that are your superpowers that differentiate you from your classmates? And I would try to include that in the upfront on your LinkedIn profile if possible. Have you found success from, from using these, these tools? Yes. I just got my latest job through LinkedIn. Um, so I, Yes. And I would tell people to be like, have initiative about it as well. So I, I said, I was listening to this podcast uh, with Tim Ryan, the senior partner at PwC. And coincidentally, the next day or that evening, a job popped up from PwC um, wow. to, support, to work in communication, supporting him. And I thought about it overnight because I was like, I loved my job at GM. So I wasn't really, I wasn't looking. And I, the next day it was gone. It was like, this job has been, is no longer, postings are no longer available or something. And I Googled until I could find the hiring manager. And I reached out to her through LinkedIn, cold, cold emailed her and said, like, I heard, I saw this posting yesterday. Are you still looking? I'd love to chat with you. And so, yeah, it works. Mm -hmm. No, I, that's a, a perfect example. And um, you doing that, is there any, like when you message the uh, the hiring manager, are there any tips that maybe you could give for students specifically when they're going and they're approaching to find a job, um, especially in a large corporation where yeah. messages can be easily lost? How could they stand out? Keep your message short, make it relevant. So, I, you know, we get a lot of messages just generally with people wanting to connect and it's fine. We can connect on LinkedIn, but if there's no, like, if I don't know anything else about you, then it doesn't go any further. Right. So I think what I did when I sent that email was like introduced myself quickly gave the relevant experience that I had. So I have had experience working with a fortune 10 CEO and just quickly, like, would you like to chat about it? Just very simple. And you know, the person didn't have to scroll, like it was all there in the little box. I think that is helpful like keep it short relevant concise and very much to the point and be and do a little bit of research like figure out what they're actually look what they might be interested in what the other person that you're trying to connect with is interested in or the company relevancy mm. is important very very interesting I, I i will definitely um use that myself when um approaching future future employers and i know uh i'll definitely have many different employers throughout my uh, career just like you have right like uh, jobs are always changing you're not just right now I guess in society and how it works you're not stuck in one career right you're you're not I probably I'm an anomaly anomaly at this point because I was at General Motors for about 15 years I thought I would stay there for a year or two I started at the Windsor transmission plant and uh, so 15 years later was shocking to me but in such a big company there were many different uh, roles it was almost like having a new career every couple of years. But I agree with you, Lyndon, you're going to bounce around from company to company and hopefully industry to industry. And um, if you ever need any tips along the way, I'm happy to help you. Yes, I, I appreciate that. And uh, I guess my, my final question for you is um, any student, let's say they're interested in communications, public relations, anything in that field, is there 
things they should be aware of, um, any final advice you can share with those individuals? Sure. I would say if you're interested in communications or public relations, you need to be media savvy. So you need to be reading the public, like read as many news publications as you can pick different kinds of things. So newspapers, magazines, blogs, look at the social, like get immerse yourself in that. I think that will never get old because you need to understand how people are writing, what they're talking about um, and who are the journalists that you want to build relationships with. I would pick a school that has an internship program. So uh, there's great college programs. And I think there, I don't know exactly what the program is at Windsor, but you want to pick a school that has an internship or um, a co-op so that you can gain experience because the, the business is so experience based. Um, so that's very helpful. And then because the industry is so experience based and we're always looking for people who have worked with media before, that's hard to to come by, right? So I would say volunteer where you, you know, if you can volunteer with an association or on a, a nonprofit board or with your school and do, you know, work with media in that way to gain some experience, it's, it seems small, but it's meaningful later and helps you build confidence. Um, and then just like networking, and that probably goes across the board for any student looking for any job in any industry, but like taking the time to talk with people, um, in and outside of that industry and just making connections along the way. Somebody called me, I used to work with someone about five years ago in the auto industry and she's since moved to the tech industry. And she sent me a message the other day and said, I really wanna get back into the auto industry. Can we chat? And we talked for 10 minutes on the phone. I connected her with somebody else in San Francisco, but you know, so much of what we do, all of us is through relationships and connecting other people, connecting with other people. Yes, I, I didn't realize how important networking is, uh, specifically with communications and, and the point about um, having, I guess, some experience with uh, media is, is so important. It makes you stand out, right? Yeah, it's really, it's very helpful. I mean, it's probably one of the most important things that we do. Uh, it maybe could be the most daunting for some people because uh, you're, you know, tr trusting information with a reporter that you may or may not know but building up that confidence and resourcefulness is key. Awesome. Well, Jordana, I, I really appreciate your time tonight. And I, I mean, we had a really fun, um, energetic and uh, co great conversation. I think it was uh, lots of fun. I think myself and, and the people that are watching right now definitely learned a lot from um, your experience throughout your career in communications. Well, thanks for having me, Lyndon. You are doing great work with this and I'm, it's nice to see are you inspiring others in our community? I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. Excellent. Thank you, Jordana. And those watching, thanks for watching. You can catch all of the last episodes and merchandise and everything like that right at the bottom, coffeewithcranier.com. And uh, we will see you very soon. Thanks. Thank you.